Good day, everyone. Welcome to Indie Mixtape. Uh, as you can tell from this intro being a little bit different, uh, my name is Ty, and joining me today is not my precious co-host, Monty, but instead a very special guest, Prince Jackson. Hello! Hi! Thank you so much for having me. This is honestly... I've been looking forward to this. I don't get invited to too many video game podcasts, so like this is something I'm very excited to talk about. Yeah, I, uh, I love, you know, getting to talk about horror stuff. Uh, it's not something I do very often. So, uh, when I was like, huh, I need a guest for this horror-themed indie mixtape, uh, my first thought was of you. <laughs> I'm honored! <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm glad that we were able, we were able to make it work, despite, you know, life. Because both of us have a lot of life on our plates, but... Oh my god, yes. It's, <laughs> we've probably rescheduled this so many times, but I'm finally excited that we're able to do it. We took the time out, we're just like, fuck it, we're carving it out. <laughs> we did it. Um, so I kind of already gave the bag away, but yeah, um, as we do every year, uh, this mixtape episode is going to be dedicated to, uh, indie games that are, you know, creepy, crawly, scary, horror, fall, etc. Um, and so we can just get right on into it. Uh, Prince, what is your first game? Okay. All right. So my first game that I have on my list is Layers of Fear. And I personally, this was one that kind of caught me by surprise. I just watched a very quick teaser trailer um, back when it came out. I want to say around 2016-ish, 2017. I think uh, that's correct. That sounds about right. Um, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this looks odd and interesting and then it was something that just became extremely personal personal for me mainly because of how the game flows and how the game works and things like that um and the whole aspect and i don't know can we can we go like spoilers on on, on the show and i think this... with something like layers of fear which like we it's been out also yeah, i would fair. say like at this point, if you haven't played Layers of Fear, like, you probably won't, because it's probably just, like, right. not your style of horror <laughs> game. That's completely fair. Um, so I guess just a quick rundown of, for the folks who hasn't played Layers of Fear do not know what it is. Um, Layers of Fear is pretty much a game that you are a painter who has a major psychotic episode, and um, you're actually schizophrenic. And you're trying to complete your painting while just uncovering a past event that you did. And um, it's pretty fucked up. Like, it's, it's like you're an abuser. Like, you beat your wife. You actually killed it's your wife. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a bloober team game. Is what it is. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I like, like Bloober. If you know anything from Bloober. Yeah, I like Bloober, and I I am also a Layers of Fear respecter. Um, <laughs> and Well, maybe respecter is probably not the right word. Um, I don't think I, I respect Layers of Fear, but I do enjoy that's fair. it. Yeah, I, I very much enjoy <laughs> that game. 
Um, I wouldn't say like, oh my god, it's my favorite. But what made it so personal for me is that my family actually um, has a history of schizophrenia. Um, my brother and my mom both have schizophrenia. And for me, that is what made it such a personal story for me. Um, kind of seeing how this person is facing all of this and you have no weapons so you can't really defend yourself um you're walking with a cane so you're walking with a limp the whole time and you're just trying to um discover these different puzzles and trying to find pretty much all aspects to complete your painting but um with all of that happen happening what made me fall in love with this game was this particular puzzle of a phone ringing and it's on the ground but when you walk around a corner it's on the ceiling and in order for it to stop doing that because it just loops over and over and over again you have to go the opposite direction and then it's now properly where it's supposed to be it's so odd and it's like shit like that that made me feel i guess really intrigued and just like holy I've, I've never had to do something like this in a video game and those particular aha moments that that game gives you is quite amazing and i'm very excited for the new layers of fear and i'm very happy that it's going to be a direct sequel to this one um i wasn't a big fan of their uh i guess it was like their little dlc that they had uh, i think it was called like descendant or something like that um but i wasn't a fan of that i thought that one was just a little it reminded me a little too much of like Among the Sleep and stuff like that. Just not as, um, I guess, uh, fresh feeling as how Layers of Fear first felt. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> That's yeah. my first one. I didn't play the DLC, um, but I did like Layers of Fear 2, uh, mostly because it wasn't a direct. Yes. Sorry. It was Inheritance, my bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I never played Inheritance. Um, I like I like Layers of Fear two a lot. Um, because it's I just, love Layers of Fear two. It's <laughs> just unhinged. And if our our listeners know, I love <laughs> love an unhinged uh, piece of media. And I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I because like the thing with Layers of Fear and with Bloober as a seer as like a as a development team of horror properties, right? Is they love to be like they love to just roll around in like problematic horror tropes and yes. just like and not not to subvert them really, just to kind of like you know they're just like you like this thing, right? We like this thing too, which I'm like you know. I do I wish they were better at <laughs> the stories they're trying to tell. Yes, looking at you, the medium. Um Oh, that had so much potential. So much potential. Uh, but I like Layers of Fear, I think, because one, the first game reminds me of Pikmin's model, the story, which is just, you know, mm. a short story that I enjoy. Um, so if you tell me, like, oh, yeah, this man is a fucked up artist who paints, who paints fucked up things, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Uh, Sander Cohen from Bioshock. Love that, man. <laughs> um, Gotta love it. 
Like, you have to. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, everybody has a type, and mine is just a deranged artist. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Layers of Fear 2, I like that they were just like, what if we were just bananas or just a whole other level at, plus on a boat like just yes incredible and that's that's one thing that i really enjoy about blooper they really take the type of shit that they make with something like that and just to like test the waters a little bit and then once they like figured it out and they kind of had their niche and they were just they knew who their fan base were during this time. They're just like, cool, we're now just going to go completely bonkers and off the rails and turn this into, and sorry for the movie references, I'm I'm the movie guy, but like a Frank Hedenhotter type of film or, um, uh, or some crazy Peter Jackson type of bullshit and instead of like something like King Kong or The Hobbit or Lords of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, it's more of like dead alive and here you are. Like... <laughs> It's yeah, it's I love it. I love the fact that they went off the rails. I never played Blair Witch though. Um, I, I didn't have hear never things heard about it, anyone but... say a good thing about that game. <laughs> really? I don't I... have I don't have an Xbox and I don't plan on getting one. So I, I Yeah. yeah I I didn't but... play it um cuz it just I was like, you know, that just does not sound like my cup of tea personally and no one was offering me money to do it. So There you go. I simply yeah. did not. Um, but yeah, I've heard out of all the Bloober games, that one I think has like the worst reception that like I've heard personally. Um, I also like, I did play the medium and like that game did have, you know, like some ideas, but like, my God, like Bloober is a lot better when they're like being unhinged as opposed to being like, we're going to tell you this really dark fucked up story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like premise the person marianne has white hair <laughs> she's yeah. a medium who can walk and travel through the spirit realm <laughs> yeah like also she's like fucked up hospital with all these like fucked up kids and a sad ballerina also there's a communist hunting serial killer and it's just, oh, that's right, because it's in Poland, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening in the back half of that game that I was just like, I don't really fully still understand what happened here, yeah. but okay. Anyway, this, too is, much. this is not a podcast <laughs> about Bloomer Team. Um, but, yeah, Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear. That's my, that's my first one. Um... Probably, yeah, Layers of Fear are probably the only two Blue Team games that I would recommend. I haven't played Observer. I haven't played Observer either, but I haven't heard bad things about Observer. No, I own Observer. I should play it. But anyway. Um, you got a lot on your plate. I don't know if you'll have time. Oh, who could say? <laughs> um, so my first game is called Scarlet Hollow, and it is by uh black tabby games um and it is a visual novel um that is like a queer gothic horror uh like i mean it's a visual novel so it's kind of inherently choose your own adventure but it has 
more of a like it, it, I mean I, it has a stats system in that like when you start the game you get to choose um like two traits that then impact like the choices that you can make in the game like for example one of them is like talks to animals and so there are these situations where you meet animals that you can like literally have a conversation with the animal like there's like a oh, really shit. really early on there's like a pug that like you could just have a whole conversation with what? um yeah and so this is the one that's like episodic right yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, okay and so i believe only the first two episodes are out right now okay uh, um but it is it, it slaps um it, it's like it's american gothic right like southern gothic because it's set in north carolina you oh, literally God. like the whole thing is that you get in, like asked to come to a funeral in this tiny town um for your like aunt on your mom's side of your family who like you don't you're completely estranged from the side of your family and like the cousin who invited you has like never you've never even met before um, but so you end up deciding to go and, like, the cousin that you have is, like, kind of a jerk and, like, is very weird and standoffish. And, like, the house that you're staying in is this big manor, but it's super decrepit. And, like, it's just this very weird little town with all of this, like, you know, ooh, there's shit, there's shit going on! <laughs> This sounds awesome. It's good. I'm looking I'm looking at like the the images right now and this looks this looks definitely like something I would want to play. I like the that it's like hand drawn art mm -hmm. as well. It looks is really it, good. Is it VO or is it um just like reading text pretty much? Uh it is just reading. I don't know if they're like planning on doing vo and like a later release just because okay yeah like visual novels like this are always funky right especially because this one's coming out like right. episodically and like i know sometimes yeah. they do like re-releases later with vo and stuff so truly i'm not sure what it will be but right. currently yeah unfortunately there is no voice acting I mean that that's totally fine. It, like you, it, it's always fun. Also, just like creating your own voices in your head. Um, like I'm, I'm sure you have like a voice picked for like the main character. Um, for this as well, which, uh, this looks awesome. Actually, like this looks really cool. Yeah, I am <laughs> really, really intrigued to see like to play around more with the trait system because I've only done like one full playthrough with like two sets, and there's I think eight that you can oh, wow. like choose from and and you can pick two each time so there's like a lot of combinations um interesting so yeah i don't are know you, are you playing stella the whole time uh yeah, at least so far yeah okay okay because I, I i'm just like going through like the characters and things like that and i, I see like uh stella oscar kanika reese um avery like avery looks dope as shit by the way, like, I'm mm -hmm. just like, yo, I would totally be Avery's friend. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is so interesting. Was this a crowdfunded project? I am not sure. I know it's an early access 
which is a weird thing. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I honestly just kind of came across like Black Tabby on Twitter and was like, oh, this looks neat. And then uh, they were kind enough to like shoot me a code and be like, hey, you want to play this? And I was like, I do. Um, I would very much like to play this. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I know as far as like with your uh, question about the other characters, I know like I've met some of the other ones like Avery like around the town okay so I don't know if you ever get to play as them like in some of the later chapters but I have like met them and there's the pug (laughs) the pug looks awesome her name is Hazel and she's very cute that's amazing I'm sure as the rest of the internet right now is going bananas for noodles uh, the noodles the pug if it's a bones day or no bones day <laughs> like so i'm like addicted to pugs right now <laughs> i love her Hazel. she's very oh cute she's oh, her. her tongue's sticking out <laughs> she has like a feud with the french cat that lives in the like decrepit mansion that you're oh staying at it's That's incredible incredible um, I'm very glad that I picked the talk to animals trait first. Um, I have zero regrets <laughs> about that decision. I love it. Oh my god, that's amazing! Holy shit! Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, this game. is this is this is something I, I'm probably gonna hit them up too and be like, "Yo, this game looks amazing." Um, and I'm I'm definitely gonna throw them some bucks for sure because I I think it says the game is fifteen bucks. I think so. Okay. And that's like I believe it's the it's the whole situation where like you pay the fifteen and then you get you know like the whole thing, oh, right? Um, that makes sense. Yeah, like the whole shebang, you know, like as it comes out or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's uh five fifty nine for just episode one and four dollars and seventy nine cents for episode two. So fifteen ninety nine. If anybody wants to get it right now, <laughs> yeah, it rules. It's worth it. I think. Um, Prince, what is your next game? My next game is, uh, Year Walk. This was an interesting one. Um, this was a game that came out for mobile. And I want to say around, like, 2013-ish? That sounds about right to me. I'm going to look it up right now. 2014. No, correction, 2013 for iOS, and then it was available on Steam in 2014. Um, and then on the Wii U, which is also interesting, but Year Walk, it was created by a developer named, uh, Smeek, uh, Sim, Simogo, Simo, Simogo? Oh, Simogo? Right. Yeah. Um. Isn't that the people who did, um, fucking Sinar Wild Hearts? Uh, yes. Simogo did Sinar Wild Hearts, um, with collaboration with Annapurna. So yeah, it's they're great. I I I think they're so fucking cool. But Year Walk was a game that really stuck out to me because I'm a huge fan of folk horror. I love folk horror, um, every aspect behind it. And this was like Swedish folk horror, and I have no idea about anything Swedish folk horror. So, uh, like just little Nordic things here and there. I mean, but... I've seen a Midsummer. Yeah, I've seen a Midsummer or two. Um, but like. This was so interesting. Like, there was goat people and dolls that forced you to solve puzzles. And 
all, it, it pretty much the premise is that you're this kid who is trying to go to the future to stop your girlfriend who's leaving. It's very interesting, but the music is beautiful. Um, I want to say the music was done by, um, oh man, his name is kind of tough. Uh, I'm not going to even try to say it. I, I was going to try to pronounce it, but I, I don't think I can. <laughs> but, um, but the music's honestly, it's, it's like really gorgeous. And it is something that truly stuck out to me personally to where it, just allowed me to really get involved into the story. And the story is actually, or not the story, but it's pretty much the exact same way as uh, kind of this text style story. You can't really move anywhere. Like it's a very 2D played type of game where you can only move left, right and forward or backward. Um, And it's all in first person. And there's like little things like an outhouse and then you'll go inside there and there's like a doll that is hung like it's hung from a noose and you spin its head and it does this uh, creepy ass song while it moves its arms and you have to copy that motion as well. And then it unlocks an extra piece. And then there's these um, little will-o'-wisp type things that will begin to uh, whistle and you have to like follow their pitch in order to kind of unlock yourself to the next portion of your year walk and there's this weird goat dude like it's it is bananas and it is so fucking gorgeous but the Swedish um, folklore is uh, Holdra Brook Horse, Mealings, Night Raven, and the Church Grim. Um, and the Church Grim is like the final baddie, but it's pretty much this um like this church that you're inside of that forces you to kind of do all this paganistic stuff. Um so it's really, really cool. I think this this game definitely deserves so much more love, but it's a game that I felt like didn't really have a lot uh a lot of people like talking about it at the time because it was an iOS only game for a year. Um, but I still have this game downloaded on my iPhone and I pick it up from time to time again and it's just so gorgeous. And it's like the sound design on it too is absolutely insane because everything's in snow. So you can hear your footsteps when you're moving from left to right and forward and things like that. And it's it's fantastic. Like, it's such a fun game. Um, and it's it's quick. Like, it's a super quick game. Like, uh, if you know what you're doing, I guess, you can get through the game probably in like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, but the game's like five bucks or something like that. And if that, it's probably so much cheaper now. It's oh, no, it's still five bucks. So. There you go. But yeah, I would say check this one out because it it is so, so interesting and just like a fucking weird ass game, but it is so good. Damn, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds I'm a huge fan of it. I hadn't heard of it before, but I'm excited to see if I can find some time for it. Please do. It's it's a quick game. Like, I, I think even if you don't know what you're doing, it's like 
it'll probably take you maybe a two hour experience max because it, it is puzzles. So you have to like do all these puzzles. I would say though, play this game with headphones because the sound design is that good. And there's some really great jump scares in there. That is just really fantastic. Also, if anyone did see Midsummer, and you kind of see the handprints on the stones and things like that before the ritual or whatever, they have that in this game. And this game came out years before Midsummer, So, like, it's a legit thing. So, it's it's fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, oh, such a good one. So, my next game is one that I feel like you may have heard about lately on the timeline because it is starting to get a little bit of uh, of buzz among games people. Uh, but it is called Inscription. And it is uh, from Daniel Mullins, who is the developer who made, like, Pony Island. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and so uh, Inscription is a deck building like roguelike card game primarily. Um so the basic premise is that you are like and this is all in first person, but you're captive in this like weird fucked up cabin with this person who you can't really see anything but their hands and their like eyes in the dark. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> that they, sounds awesome. <laughs> it's oh, just wait. Um, so you play. You're trapped in there with this person, and they are making you play a a card game with them, and okay. it's kind of like a tabletop game in that like the person is basically like GMing scenarios for you. As you play oh, through this shit. game. Yeah. And so then if you. um, You have two candles that are lit. And so as you're going through the map. If you like die during a basic encounter. One of your flames gets blown out. Um, and then. You know if the other one gets blown out. Then you're done. Um, and if not. Then when you get to the boss. Uh, you will you only have one flame for a boss regardless because the guy, or I assume it's a, a guy you don't actually know. The person that you're playing oh. with is a fucking <laughs> cheater, and they blow oh. your, one of your candles out if you get to the boss of two. Um, but so you play this game, and then eventually, uh, you die. You have to die. And then um, that's where the roguelike element comes in because the person will kill you and like have, but before they do, they have you make a card of yourself that like takes characteristics from cards that you had in your deck during your run. Um, And then the cool thing is not only yours, but other people who have played the games, death cards can show up like in your, you know, card packs when you're drawing. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking neat. This sounds so interesting. It's very cool. And so then on top of all this, there's, like, an ARG kind of element to it. Shut up. No way. Yeah, because, like... Oh, fuck. I'm in. Yeah, so 
whenever the map on the table is open, you can actually, like, stand up from the table and, like, walk around the room. And there's different puzzles in the room that you can solve. Like, there's a safe with, like, a combination lock. And there's uh these, like, puzzle box drawers off to the side at a cuckoo what? clock. And so, like, the game will kind of nudge you in certain directions to, like, investigate certain parts of the room and, like, look at certain things to try to, like, start solving these puzzles. And then as you do, you get access to different cards that kind of change the way that you can play the game. Um, And it's just, it's so fucking cool. Inscription. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard of this. Um. I'm very familiar with uh, his previous game, but okay, this this sold me. Like I'm looking at a little trailer right now without sound, but uh, I'm into this. This sounds great. It, it's this, like this looks incredible. Like I'm a mark for roguelike deck builders, but this is just like taking it to such a different level in terms of like what it is playing with and what it's doing, and I just yeah. like. I often have a hard time with things that are, like, trying to be meta or, like, trying to be a commentary on things, and I think this sure. does, like, a really good job of it. This is awesome. And I, I saw in this trailer that it, like, switches to, like, real life. Like, there's a real-life person. Does that happen in the game? <laughs> Some things going on. There's, uh... There's some stuff. <laughs> happening okay all right and I, I i'm very 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 intrigued um this sounds awesome the, uh, i'm not too sure if you've heard of that new game that is supposed to be coming out um it, I, it just got crowdfunded like on the first day it's called photocast have you heard of this so it's from um a buddy of mine tw bruges um, I'll send you. I'll shoot you his email because uh, you. This is something you definitely want to check out. <laughs> okay. But um, T W is a comic book artist, and he's from he's from the UK, and he's a he's a good buddy of mine. Um, and what T W does for his comic books, he does something very intriguing, where he turns his images into augmented reality images. So you hold your phone up to them. And they have these little QR codes within the photos, and they animate on your phone. So he took that. Everybody's like, okay, we love your creations. We, we love what you do with this. And he got my other friend, Trevor Henderson, who is, have you heard of Siren Head? Yes. Like that, he's the creator of Siren Head, Trevor Henderson. Oh, so nice. he got Trevor Henderson to uh do all the art for these things but pretty much what the concept of the game is it's a card game and the concept of the game is that you're a ghost hunter and pretty much all of the ghosts are going to be in your house and it's because of the augmented reality aspect behind the game as well but it's a physical card game <laughs> pokemon so ghost pretty much exactly so photogas like it, it is going to be fucking insane um 
And it, 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 I, I definitely advise everyone to check it out. It, the Kickstarter is still up, so you can still technically continue funding it. But it is, uh, it's completely funded, so you don't have to. But like, if you want to, you can. But right now, it's at fifteen k, and they were just asking for six, and it's eleven days left. So as of recording, but yeah, photo gas. It is nuts. All one word. So I definitely would say check this one out because it it is something spooky. Like, oh my god, there's this really fucking creepy character called the Xmas Tree Man. And it's just like this shadow person who stands in the corner of your room. <laughs> yep, so photogas. Definitely, yes. Uh, oh my god. I alright. I'll I'll shut up now. But yeah. That's what this kind of reminded me of. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, inscription I'm... sounds awesome though. This yeah. is like an instant purchase for me for sure. Um, although I don't think it's for Mac OS. I I don't have a PC. So <sighs> sorry everybody. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm lame. But uh this is definitely I, I think it's probably gonna end up getting ported because they got a lot of I like I think it it's it's gonna be a darling for a lot of people, I think. I uh, hope it gets I hope so as well. Because like I right now it just yeah, I'm I'm seeing just the Windows logo and I, I really wanna play this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I really, owns. really wanna play this. <laughs> it's this truly like great. it's my game of the year so far. Like it's so Wow. Cool. Oh fuck. That's incredible. Yeah, I wanna play this really bad. Um what is your final game and explain it to me yes um <laughs> as you saw on my list there uh which was an interesting pick um but what remains of edith finch by annapurna this game you, all right a lot of people may not consider this game horror that's fine it, it's it's okay technically it's not horror in the uh traditional sense yes correct but the aspect behind this game and its dealings with death and uh just the more the morbid aspect behind it where you're literally playing these animations of these people dying in tragic ways <laughs> and it is phenomenal to me like i i find what remains of edith finch so intoxicating and the reason why is because this plays kind of like a modern horror film if you will so like the think of what you would see inside of horror films today where something like the night house or um a quiet place part two or whatever it doesn't necessarily matter but there's this aspect of um independence to newer horror films and this game kind of has that aspect to it to where it's not horror in traditional sense but it, the elements are present enough to kind of feel dread and a little creeped out um but that's what this game is this game is just full-on dread but yet you have a good time playing these scenarios and it's it's fucked up like it's kind of sick that we're enjoying it because it's something we technically shouldn't enjoy like we 
in this game, you literally drown a child. Like, and you play it. You play the scenario of a child drowning. And it doesn't physically show this baby drowning. The baby's like swimming and there's frogs coming to life that it's toys and bubbles and it's it's crazy. Like it's it's very odd. But when you realize what's actually happening, you're just like, oh shit, this baby is like dying right now. <laughs> like water is filling this baby's lungs. And it's it's things like that that um I didn't mean to say, uh, by the way, it was published by Annapurna and it was developed by Giant Sparrow, uh, the creators of uh, uh, the Swan game. I never played that one, but um, yeah, I heard good things about that game, too. But yeah, like this game just honestly blew me away. And the architecture of this house is insanely creepy as well, where the way that this house is kind of set is. Um, a house that constantly was being built upon, but in a very unorthodox type of way. So I would say, think of Beetlejuice's house in uh, from like Tim Burton. This is like very much a Tim Burton ass house right here. So the way that this house is built and developed and kind of stacked on top of each other to um, add more and more to this house, it looks extremely unstable. But yet there's all of these thin stories that are developed with each one of these family members and pretty much the whole concept is that you are playing the role of this woman who got pregnant and it's this family curse that all the finches have and she kind of goes back home when they had to leave right away uh, she goes back to her house and it's left exactly the way that all her family left it. Like there's still, um, old pizza boxes and old rotten fruit and things like that, that are inside the house. And you're kind of going in to kind of collect all of these tragedies that happened for, uh, with your family. And you're just kind of going in your family tree and, experiencing each moment of their death in mini games <laughs> and it's it's so fucking weird but it's so beautiful and if anyone knows Annapurna um they obviously make very interesting or I guess they publish very interesting games but they also have this other side to them as well where they're pretty much if if we're going to be blunt about it, they're pretty much Neon or A24 of the indie video game world. Like, that's that's what Annapurna Interactive is. Like, they're the A24 for video games. So, it's it's interesting to say that, but that's what they are. Yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> so, like, it's... They're... I don't know. Like, I, I really, really... After this game here, because I think this was their first game they published if I'm not mistaken. Um, but after this game, I kind of had like all trust into whatever they released, um, which the most recent game that I'm looking forward to from them is Stray. So... Ooh, that's the um, kitty one, right? Yes, I can't wait. Oh my God. Oh, I want it so bad. <laughs> oh my God, I want it so bad. I think Blue 12 Studios is the one who's actually developing it, but I I need it. 
in my life. I really need it. <laughs> oh man. But yes, like that's that's something that I, I'm very intrigued by. Like I think after what remains of Edith Finch, they came out with like Flower, I think, which was also very, very beautiful. Um and they did Florence as well. Like, oh, fuck. But I, anyway, besides the point, I don't want to get too off the rails. Like, it, it, they fucking rule. Like, they, they, they have that kind of indie side to them that is such an interesting flux of stories that they bring. Like, I mean, they made fucking Journey. Like, how many times did they remake that game for so many different systems? <laughs> Truly. So, like, it's... It, I'm intrigued um, on what they're going to create next, but What Remains of Edith Finch, to me, is probably still to this day one of my favorite games that I've ever played, and it just easily has one of the best stories, in my opinion. Um, And there's AAA games that I feel like should learn from indie games. Um, honestly, a lot of AAA games should learn from indie games because they know how to tell a very clean and concise story. It's not all of them, but a lot of them know how to tell a very clean and concise story. And um, I didn't mention this in the earlier aspect of of this episode, but I'm I'm in the horror movie industry, and uh, so I, I very much focus on story when it comes to uh, video games and media in general. I, I want to know the story. I, I'm very intrigued by the story. Um, I want to know the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. So for something like What Remains of Edith Finch to very much tell me this is what you're doing, like this is all of the aspects of why this is happening and why you're experiencing all these deaths, that is something that is very keen to me personally but i mean pretty much what y'all learned from this whole episode is prince likes death (laughs) so there it is (laughs) i feel like you gotta have a certain affinity for death doing what you do um i mean a lot of that in in those horror films that that is true (laughs) um you you very much do have to have a very interesting outlook on death when when it comes to horror that's for sure you don't have to always kill your your protagonist though or your uh characters but i mean hey it's it's a very interesting aspect behind it all but yeah, yeah that I is have... my last one though i i i i'm a huge fan of what remains of Edith finch have you played that no i own it but i haven't played okay. it okay i need to if get you ever to. dig up time that is the one you want to jump into yeah, it's definitely like on high up on my backlog list. I just like never end up getting back to backlog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. Like I, I'm, I would love for you to play What Remains of Edith Finch because I feel like you would very much enjoy it. And there's a section in that game that is very weird. There's too many games in one, mm-hmm. and you control one mini game with the left joystick and you control the other mini game with the right and they're simultaneous so you have to do them at the same time so it's like you're like fuck i got to focus like i really need to focus here <laughs> so yeah what remains of either either finch is it's it's something special it's definitely something special that's for sure 
Hell yeah. I need to get to it. Um, That's one I, I would say definitely if you can carve some time out for, for sure. Yeah. I know it's not that long. I can do it. Um, yeah. It's not long at all. Not long at all. My last game is. It just came out. It came out. What's today? The 29th? It yep. came out yesterday. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. I got a code a couple days ago. Um, it's called Subway Midnight, and okay. it is from uh, Bubby Darkstar, and it was published by Agro Crab, who are the studio that did uh, Going Under last year, I believe. Um, okay. I've never heard of that one. It's a roguelike. Uh, where it's like a dungeon crawling roguelike where you, the dungeons are all different tech startups and you are an intern. Oh, shit. Um, and you fight with like office equipment. It fucking owns. It's a very good, it's That's a very amazing. fun, cool little game. That's fun. Um, <laughs> but so they published Subway Midnight, which is another like very kind of funky little game. It has, art that is reminiscent of like I don't really know how to describe it it's kind of cartoony it's kind of like reminiscent of do you remember I don't remember what they're called but in like middle school those little drawings that had the like they were like the little emo drawings of the like the blue and the yellow guy with like oh. the big eyes and they were like, yeah yeah, it yeah. kind of is like that. It's kind of um Invader Zim y like or Cartoon Network y looking. Um okay. there's also just like a lot of really interesting use of color. It'll go from being very, you know, like uh monochromatic to having this very moody, like kind of horror bisexual lighting, like, you know, like the John Wick, you know, murder bisexual lighting to them like right. being very horror energy. Um and then there are some scenes where it's just like really bright splatters of paint like color everywhere. And they're just lots of bright colors. Um cool. but it's kind of weirdly to just hard to describe, but basically you were on a train. Uh and there's a a quote unquote weirdo who is following you on the train that you were trying to run away from. Um, and, okay. while, and while you were doing this, you have to, uh, like, solve puzzles. And uh, also, the train is haunted. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's a weird little game, but it's, like, fun. And, I mean... So, so I, I was... I'm assuming it's, like, a long train. Yeah, what does it say? There's, uh, like, oh, a hundred ish train cars to explore is what it says. Okay, all right. And it so, says yeah, there so are it's three. It's a decently sized train. Yeah, it also says that there are three different endings. Three? Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. <laughs> so they describe okay. it as a haunted house style, uh, spooky cute game. Spooky cute. Okay. So this is like something that you can like show someone who's probably not like really into like gory horror or something yeah. like that. Spooky cute. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Especially, I think it's like, especially, I think this would, 
if you have a friend who's like maybe not super sold on scary stuff, but okay. is very sold on like kind of wild stuff. All right. Uh, this will be the game for them. Or like kind of like internet poisoned humor in a way, wild stuff. Like, I feel like that sounds bad, but just, like, do you know what I mean of, like, that weird, like, when you look at it objectively, you're like, I don't really get, like, why someone's saying, like, I can't even think of a good example, but, like, a weird, just, like, dumb, like, misspelling of a word is funny. It's, like, that kind of distilled into, like, a game that's also about, like, a haunted train. This sounds super interesting. I'm looking it up now. And, like, yeah, I, I totally see what you mean with the art, for sure. Like, it, it feels like like a 2D Splatoon. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very like, cartoony, and it goes yeah. from being, like, really, like, it's never, like, hyper-realistic or detailed, but it goes from being, like, really detailed to, like, very simple and basic. It Like, mm, parts of it kind of look like they're, like, made in, like, paint, and other parts are, like, really detailed and, like, cool. Right. Um, the it's train just, like, itself is, like incredibly detailed yeah there's a lot of really cool artistic choices in it and um yeah i don't know it's i was looking through it just to like i was looking through the steam reviews just to see like what people were saying about it and Mm -hmm. like it's really interesting a lot of the negative reviews are like it it, were basically just like it's not like gamey enough like not even in a shitty way like like most of these people are just being like yeah like it's just like you know you do some puzzles and stuff but it's not really for me like i just wasn't digging it i'm like that's fair because like yeah the puzzles are like i don't know they describe them as they describe them as bizarre puzzles so like i think i'm also not a huge puzzle person but i just like like that this thing is like weird and funky so, like, mm. I've been pushing through, although I will say, like, I haven't finished it. I haven't finished okay. any of the endings yet, just because, like, I haven't had time yet. It's <laughs> time. Yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's a fucking vibe. Like, it's just, like, weird. And, yeah, like, I think kind of, again, like, not in the exact same way as Inscription, but, like, if you're into just, like, like I don't know, like, weird creepypastas... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it kind of has that energy. Okay. That that makes sense. It Okay, interesting. Well, okay. I'm I'm sold. This is another game though that's also not available for Mac OS, but um I I am sold and I definitely want to check these out for sure. Um and I'm hoping that this one also has like a port as well, but um this sounds super intriguing. This remind yeah, this reminds me of like cursed video games type of stuff. Yeah. Um so like it 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 definitely feels you it feels that particular I guess void when it comes to horror, like uh the creepypasta lavender town um or whatever for mm-hmm. like Pokemon. Like it is just stuff like that. So like it, this definitely piqued my interest for sure. Um it reminds me of of this short, uh, not this specifically, but like just the us talking about this in general. Um, reminds me of this short film called Don't Peek, I believe. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. 
So it, it you can watch it now. It's going to be turned into a feature film as well. But it's about this girl who is playing Animal Crossing during the pandemic, as one does as, and everyone yeah, did. Yeah, everyone did. <laughs> so she was playing Animal Crossing, and she got to a point in the game where she would open the, the drawer in her house in Animal Crossing, and it would open her drawer in real life. So her thinking that it's kind of cool, she continued. She just continues doing it. But in the game, she hears something gurgling. And then in the darkness in her house, she hears something gurgling. So then she sees eyes in the game that's just standing in the darkness. Then she also sees the exact same eyes while she's in real life. So she decides to turn the game off, but the game turns itself back on and it just plays through the scenario for her so it can get closer and closer to her in real life. It, it is. That's a blast. Awesome. It is so much fun. Obviously, I do not think they're going to get the rights to Animal Crossing to make this into a feature to continue the Animal Crossing story, but it's just it's a lot of fun and it definitely resonates a lot with probably all of us because all of us probably played Animal Crossing during us our downtime in the pandemic, but um which we had a lot of it. But uh it's it's an interesting game it, it, or an interesting movie, excuse me, or short, but it, it's something that I feel like a lot of people will probably vibe with, especially because of all the aspects behind it just kind of feels, uh, it, it feels, it feels familiar, I should say, but this game, Subway Midnight, definitely, I like the art style. I really, really like the art style, actually. And I love the creepy smiles on these people's faces, but definitely feels like there's some like photo sensitivity type of stuff in here, though, for sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> there is a warning on the Steam page about that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, I could see some people definitely having some sensitivities in, in this game for sure. But God, that little blobby monster guy in this game looks awesome. <laughs> yeah there's a yeah, lot right, of very I'm in, I'm interesting in. uh like looking guys <laughs> weirdos as they call them <laughs> oh man but this looks great definitely gonna check this one out when i can yeah um but inscription that i think you you sold me 100 percent on that like like this has me damn near ready to buy just a and a simple last <laughs> Windows computer just to play this thing. It really <laughs> fucking owns. Um, I really, really want that. Um, Prince, where can people find you and your stuff, your your various projects? Yes, uh, you can find me over on Twitter at the Head Knight. That's Knight with a K. Um, I'm very, very active on there. I I do mainly. Actually, I do only truly talk about horror films. Um, so if that's your thing, definitely come on in and, and be more than happy to chop it up with y'all. But I'm also uh, a podcaster as well for bloodydisgusting.com. Uh, my podcast is called Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. Uh, and that's also Night with a K as well. Um, so you can check me out over there. Awesome. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Wolfkeeper. Uh, Indie Mixtape is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and over on UppercutCrit.com. Um, if you like what you what we do and want to support us, 
you can head over to patreon.com slash uppercutcrit and throw us a couple of bucks. And please don't forget to rate and review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So, goodbye and, and happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>